at Alina Health. We care about your health and wellness. Learn how Alina Health provides care that can benefit you in this edition of The Wellcast. Now here's your host, Melanie Cole. Most of us experience bad dreams or nightmares at one time or another, and then we soon forget about them. But for some, frequent or severe nightmares can become a cause for concern. Today, my guest is Dr. Richard Blackburn. He's board-certified behavioral sleep medicine psychologist at the Alina Health Cambridge Clinic. Welcome to the show, Dr. Blackburn. Let's just start between talking about the difference between a bad dream, a nightmare, and something that would qualify as a true nightmare disorder. Certainly. Thanks for having me, Melanie. Uh, a bad dream is, is just a bad dream that's unpleasant or undesired, but it really differs in intensity from a nightmare. Nightmares are extremely upsetting dreams that usually involve threats of some kind, whether it's to survival, security, or physical safety. And they generally occur in the second half of the night when we spend more time in REM sleep, which is often called dream sleep. When people wake up from a nightmare, the person usually will become oriented and alert, but they'll vividly remember the dream. And usually, the person will experience a length of time when the content of the dream can remain upsetting. A nightmare disorder really has to do with how frequently the person has it. The, the criteria for a nightmare disorder says that the person has to have nightmares at least once per week and for longer than a month. Frequent nightmares can often really cause a lot of distress to the person. It can impair functioning in daily life. It can impact mood, quality of life, work, and even social functioning abilities. And how do all of these differ from night terrors? My son had one once, and it was quite frightening to behold. It is, and, and that's exactly it. They're, they're frightening to behold. Sleep terrors or night terrors, often occur in young children, but they can persist in, into adulthood. Uh, they occur in the same stage of sleep as when a person would sleepwalk, which is different from the stage of sleep where nightmares typically occur. During a night terror, the person will often cry out or scream, and they'll appear very frightened, panicky, or agitated. They may even be confused, mumble, or resist attempts to comfort, comfort them. Unlike nightmares, however, Night terrors usually aren't remembered by the person who's having them, and therefore they're not upsetting to the individual, but like you experienced, they can be really upsetting to the person witnessing it. Night terrors don't occur when the person is dreaming, and they tend to occur during the first half of the night when slow-wave sleep or deep sleep is predominant. So a lot of times, night terrors will happen within the first two hours of sleep. What a fascinating topic this is. Are some people just prone to nightmares? And are there factors? Because when our kids are little, we say you can't watch a scary movie, you'll have nightmares. But even as adults and in this day and age, it's easy to have bad dreams and nightmares about things. Are some people just more prone to these? Some people are. You know, nightmares are actually fairly common in adults in general. About 2 to 8% of adults will report having problems with nightmares. And depending on which study you look at, 2 to 6% report having nightmares at least once per week or meeting the criteria for a nightmare disorder. Uh, nightmares occur in rapid eye movement sleep, which is the stage of sleep where most dreams occur. And this is a stage of sleep that's preserved. So if you don't get enough sleep or you become sleep-deprived, 
we tend to go into REM sleep earlier in the night, and we spend more time in REM sleep and therefore more time dreaming. So if the person is prone to nightmares, not getting enough sleep increases the risk of having them. The other thing is anything that disrupts sleep, like another sleep disorder such as untreated sleep apnea, increases the frequency of remembering dreams or nightmares. So we typically only remember a dream or a nightmare if we awaken after it. Most people will have four to five dreams in a night, but they won't remember them unless they wake up immediately following or during the dream. People who have a lot of stress in their daily lives are also more prone to nightmares. Um, A person under significant stress is more likely to have negative dreams. It's been suggested but not completely proven that when we dream, we consolidate memories, process events of the day, and kind of help regulate the day's emotions. And so if a person has a lot of negative emotions during the day, that's likely to be reflected then in the content of their dreams at night. There are also certain mental health conditions that tend to increase the risk of having nightmares. Things such as depression, PTSD, or anxiety disorders can increase the risk of nightmare. And in fact, about 80% of people who have PTSD report PTSD-related nightmares. And in fact, nightmares are actually part of the diagnostic criteria for nightmares. Um, Also, people who are using certain substances like drugs and alcohol, whether they're illegal drugs or prescription medications, some of those can also increase the risk of having nightmares. So there's several antidepressants, um, barbiturates, which aren't used very much anymore, beta blockers that we use to control blood pressure, uh, the neuroleptic medications that are often used to control seizures or psychosis, and even several of the Parkinsonian medications are well known to increase nightmare. The other thing is, is sometimes when we withdraw or we stop taking a medication or a drug, that also increases the risk of having nightmares. So people who are coming off older antidepressants, um, alcohol or amphetamines, have a greater chance of having nightmares. Um, And then I just want to say, if you think your medications are having or causing nightmares, it's really important that you talk to a physician before you stop taking them because just quitting some medications can actually be risky. Dr. Blackburn, is it true the myth people say that that bad things can't really happen in your dreams, in your nightmares, that they almost happen but then stop before they actually do happen? You mean like the old idea that you can't die in your dream or if you die in your dream, you're actually Mm going to die? No, that's not true. Bad things can happen in dreams. Um, A lot of times at that point, the person becomes so emotionally loaded that they'll often wake up before the bad thing happens. Um, But you can experience bad things in dreams, and they can be incredibly frightening for people. Very frightening. Can you change your dreams if you're somebody who's subject to some of these nightmares? And we're going to talk a little bit about treatment, but can you change what happens during that type of sleep? Yeah. So there's a skill that's gotten some research that's referred to as lucid dreaming. And lucid dreaming is where the person is aware that they are dreaming and they can change the content of their dreams. And some people believe that this is a skill that can be taught, but research hasn't really 
held that out. Um, there's another treatment um, that's referred to as image rehearsal therapy or IRT. Um, and image rehearsal therapy actually was something that was um, really studied by the, um, the VA and the Department of Defense to treat PTSD-related nightmares. But in it, one of the things we think nightmares are is that it's a way of consolidating new learning and things that you think about during the day. So if you spend a lot of time thinking about the nightmare you had last night, you're rehearsing it, and in that way it can become a learned behavior, and it's more likely to happen again the next time you sleep. So image rehearsal therapy is a way of rehearsing the dream, but changing it in some way that makes it less scary. Um, So an example of this, I had a patient who had a car accident, and at night when she would fall asleep, she would see the headlights coming toward her. And when we did image rehearsal therapy, she changed it so she had the Roger Rabbit car, where the car could go up and over the headlights. And it didn't actually change that way in her dream, but because she changed the dream in a way that was not upsetting, the frequency of the dreams just kind of went away and she stopped having them. Wow, that is so fascinating. When should listeners, at what point when they're having these nightmares, should they seek help? Well, you know, most adults are probably going to have a nightmare. Um, In fact, most people listening to this have probably had one. Uh, Like I said, they're very common. Um, And as long as they don't become habitual or they don't influence your ability to function during the day or create a lot of distress or problems with sleep, the person probably doesn't need any help. But if the person has frequent nightmares and these awful dreams carry over and really impact their ability to function the next day, or if they disrupt sleep so significantly that they can't get sufficient sleep, or if they've become habitual and just really affect the person all the time, there are effective treatments that are available and the person doesn't have to suffer from these. Dr. Blackburn, in the last minute, and what an interesting topic this is. We could talk about it for quite a long time. Please give your best advice to the listeners. For for those suffering from bad dreams, nightmares, or might possibly have nightmare disorder. So if they're going to get treatments from this, um, there's, there's different types of treatment. There's two that are considered level A treatments or have been ones that have been consistently well received well-supported by research, Um, and those are a medication called Prozosin or Minipress, which is a medication that's usually used to control blood pressure, but it affects dreams. And what they found is for people who have nightmares that are related to PTSD, Prozosin can be a wonderful medication and can help reduce the frequency and the intensity of nightmares. There's also some evidence that if you've just experienced a traumatic event, Prozosin may actually help prevent you from developing PTSD. Prozosin, however, doesn't seem to help with non-PTSD-related nightmares, or at least it tends to be much less effective for those. Uh, The image rehearsal therapy that we talked about is also a level A treatment, and that seems to work both for PTSD-related nightmares or nightmares that tend to be thematic, so the person has a consistent theme every night in their dreams. If they're just random bad dreams or random nightmares, IRT may not work, but it's something that you can try. 
Wow, what great information. Thank you so much. You're listening to The Wellcast with Alina Health. For more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.